Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Justin Ryan, listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right. A lot of news. Let's get started with the biggest news of the day. Derek Carr is traded, or that's the name it's like, traded, uh, is now with the Saints at a four-year deal. This is a big deal for for the Saints and for Derek Carr. I think, first off, when you look at the Saints organization, they, in in the past two years, uh, or a few seasons, they've lost two all-time great uh, legends in the sport, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Sean Payton, outside of Andy Reid, is arguably the best offensive coach, you know, prior to his retirement of that 15-year span. And Drew Brees um, is obviously an all-time legend, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. So this Saints organization is is very stable, has a lot of uh, rich history and culture, and it's not as if when you watch them post Drew Brees and post Sean Payton, it's not like you were watching them and you're like, man, this team's terrible. But there were some evident holes in the roster, right? Like, in particular at the quarterback position. And I, I think bringing in Derek Carr is going to do two things. First of all, when you look at a player like Derek Carr, what he's been able to overcome in uh, Las Vegas and what he's been able to overcome with the franchise that is not like the Saints franchise. It's not stable. It doesn't have a great culture. New coaches every season. All of that. Derek Carr gets to go to that. And, and you know, I was kind of thinking in my back of my head, like, before this, like many people were, Derek Carr's probably going with the Jets. And, I mean, I didn't really see this coming necessarily. But I do think in terms of for Derek Carr it, and for the Saints, but Derek Carr, I think a lot of people might look at this at first glance and say, well, you know, he, he should have gone to a team that has more talent, more weapons, a more balanced team like the Jets. And I think in the back of Derek Carr's mind, he's like, look, the Saints have players all over the roster, but something that I've craved my whole career is being able to have a franchise and a culture and a fan base that that is stable, that is that is steady, and that isn't dysfunctional. And, and you cannot look at the Saints organization and think, yeah, they're dysfunctional. Not to mention the fact that Tom Brady is now out of the division. So you go to a, a pretty bad division, in my opinion, you go to the not only do you go to a pretty bad division, you go to the weaker of the two conferences. So you went from being in the AFC West to having to face Mahomes and Herbert twice a year to now uh you know facing the Panthers twice a year and the Bucks we'll see what they we don't even know what they're going to be doing at quarterback and the Falcons. And so uh you know, you 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 do not have to face the elite players. Not to mention, Sean Payton just came into the division as well. So, six games on the schedule that he would have been playing with the Raiders. I mean, I know he was released regardless, but six games on the schedule 
Two of them he'd be playing Mahomes and Andy Reid. Two of them he'd be playing Herbert. Two of them he'd be playing, I, I imagine, a much better Russell Wilson with Sean Payton. Um, and then if by some miracle you get into the playoffs, you then have to deal with Burrow and Mahomes, and, well, potentially Mahomes again, and Allen, and uh, potentially Lamar Jackson. And so he goes to the easier conference. He goes to the easier division. The Saints absolutely, sitting here today, there's no reason why you look at their roster and you look at the co- the division they're in and you don't think to yourself they can make the playoffs. I'm not saying they'd win the conference. I'm not saying they go to the NFC Championship. I'm simply saying there's no way you can say they wouldn't go to the playoffs. And a playoff appearance next year would make Saints fans happy. Uh, it, it shows the growth with Derek Carr. It's a great move. And by the way, it's not like this. I know, I know some people don't think the, the the team's that good. You've got Alvin Kamara on the offensive side. You've got Chris Olave on the offensive side. You've got the elite talent on the defensive side with Lattimore and an elite defensive end, Cameron Jordan. So, you know, you, you've got players on the roster in this upcoming draft. We'll see what they decide to do. You add another piece. This this team could be could be very good next year, um, and, and I think instantly with that addition, it's instantly the best team in division. The Bucks have depth, but the players are older on the defensive side. We got no idea what they're doing at quarterback. They absolutely today have the best quarterback in their division. So at I, I, I first, I think at first glance, you're like, well, I don't know. I think it's a really good fit. I think they'll make the playoffs. It will be interesting to see. All right, let's go to the. Something else that happened over the weekend, obviously, on Thursday through Sunday was the Combine. Um, and look, I don't... The, the thing with the Combine is, obviously, like, I feel like at this point, it's kind of like, like, it's just almost like a cliche that people say, well, the Combine doesn't mean anything. And on one hand, that's true. Like, you're going to learn more from watching tape on the players. You're going to learn more from in-person interviews with the players than you are... You know, watching him run around as uh, as Dan Campbell said in pajamas. Okay, now I do think it matters how high they can jump and how fast they can run the forty and all that to an extent. Um, but there was a few prospects that really wowed at the combine, and uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who is uh, an apps. I'm sure if you follow the draft or follow football at all, you know who that is. Um, he he knows more about these prospects than anybody. Studies the tape yearly. He knows what he's talking about. Was a former scout. Okay, he said uh, why covering the combine and uh, going watching the throwing sessions. He was talking about CJ Stroud. All right, and uh, Daniel Jeremiah said, "quote that he said one of the best throwing sessions I've seen at the combine." Okay, so here's the thing with CJ Stroud now. Again, I, there are a lot of good. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. I, I think this is a much better draft class of quarterbacks than last year was. I think, in my opinion, okay, Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the draft class. Um, if I was drafting a quarterback, I would go with Bryce Young. However. I totally 
understand people that would rather have Stroud or Richardson or whoever because of their size. Now, Bryce Young measured in at 5'10", um, and his weight was actually surprising. He measured in at 204 pounds. So he's heavier than people thought, which is good. He's still smaller. And uh, what I saw in the comments uh, it, on, you know, the NFL posting combine Instagram comments and when they post and, and when people are posting a site were people that were saying, well, we shouldn't even worry about size. Quarterbacks approve it. Don't even look at the size. Okay, I I cannot even believe that that is a statement that is said. Like, I, again, I would draft Bryce Young number one overall. I think he's the best quarterback. And while the size concerns me, I'd be willing to roll the dice. Okay? But this idea that, well, quarterbacks have proven that it doesn't matter and it doesn't, and because of Kylo Murray and because of these other quarterbacks, it doesn't matter. Now, this is how you know I'm being unbiased here because you guys know how much I, Kylo Murray is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. You guys know how much I like Kylo Murray. He has by no means proven that size doesn't matter. If anything, he's proven that it does, okay? He's had success and he's shown flashes of success, and I really like him, and I still think he's going to be good, but he's been injured a lot. He's had issues throwing the football occasionally. And he's been inconsistent, inconsistent, and I think part of that is due to his size. And you say, well, Arizona doesn't protect him. Okay, that's fine if you want to make that argument. What makes you think Bryce Young going to Houston or or it doesn't appear that Chicago's a good draft a quarterback, but let's just say Chicago or Indianapolis, it's not that they, listen, it's not that they have a bad offensive line, but they're picking top five for a reason. What makes you think that him going to those places, he's going to be more protected than Kyler Murray is? And Kyler Murray is more elusive than Bryce Young is. He's twitchier. Not that Bryce Young is a statue or anything, but I, I think you would agree that Kyler Murray can run better than Bryce Young can. And so uh, that that idea is crazy to me. That that size doesn't matter. No NFL GM, no no NFL scout or whoever worth their salt is going to say is going to just gloss over the size it doesn't mean that I disagree with them if, if they think he's the best quarterback in the class and if, they, if they're going to draft number one I'm not saying I'm not saying not to draft him because of that or if you have an option of all the quarterbacks to not draft him first because of his size I'm saying though it is at least something that you need to look at and consider and I'm sure all these coaches and GMs are but the, uh, to me the people that say it doesn't matter at all and you should just you should just turn a blind eye and not even look at it that's crazy to me now let's get to CJ Stroud because I also really like Stroud um I think in the Georgia game he he proved a lot more to people than you know what they thought he was big arm he's super accurate he can move He's not listen. He's not going to run. He's not going to be like a Fields or a Jackson or a Murray or even a Young, where he's going to tuck down, where he's going to tuck it down and give you. Uh, he did it late in that Georgia game, but it's not going to be a consistent thing. Where it's, if it's third and five, he's going to tuck down and run it for you. Okay, that, that's probably not going to happen that often. But he's not a statue. He can run around in the pocket. He can throw on the run. 
incredible arm strength, incredible accuracy. And and if you watch my stay, obviously I go to the line. He did not get sacked very often because he he's got very good. Bryce Young has exceptional pocket awareness. So does CJ Stroud, in my opinion. He knows when it's collapsing, and he could get out of there. Um, and so the, there is a few people now starting to talk about, well, CJ Stroud be picked number one overall. Last year we heard about – last week, I should say. We heard the talk about Anthony Richardson. By the way, he had a great combine too. Now people are starting to believe, well, CJ Stroud could be. Again, personally – I I may I may I would probably roll the dice and go with Bryce Young just because he looks so good at Alabama. But on the other side of it, okay, you also have this argument. Not that Tua's bad, but is he Tua? Same school. Uh, now, people that say well Tua had a better supporting cast coming out of Alabama, that is true. He had the four-headed monster with. Jerry Judy and uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and uh, Henry Ruggs, okay? So he did have that at Alabama. But let's not act like Bryce Young was playing with nobodies. I mean, he did play at Alabama, the best program in the history of college football. He did get Nick Saban as well, the best coach in the history of college football. He did have Jamison Williams for a year and, and Mechie as well. And so there are comparisons to be made. Again, I think Bryce Young has better accuracy. I think he's got a bigger arm. But you you can't watch the Alabama tape. You cannot watch Bryce Young at Alabama and two at Alabama back-to-back and tell me they just they don't look similar. Now, there's nothing wrong with Tua. He's very good. But... And like I said, I was draft Bryce Young number one overall. But there are concerns. The size is important. And I think Stroud and Richardson, I, I don't think it's a lock that he could be picked number one overall. Again, I would. I, I do not think it's it's a lock though. Alright, let's go uh here as well. So now that the Raiders are in pursuit of a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is now rumored out there. It is now rumored that the Raiders are going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think something that is really interesting about that is that I do not think the Raiders, I mean, unless they get like an Aaron Rodgers, and they probably won't, I do not feel that the Raiders are a contender next year. But, especially the division they're in, especially the, I mean, you got Andy Reid and Sean Payton in the same division. I, I, I truly believe Russell Wilson is going to be back with Sean Payton. You got, you got Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and just too many people in division to be a contender, let alone the conference. And so, they are going after Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is that I really like him, and I think that he is going to be good there. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was at San Francisco. But what I'm, but what, what I'm really kind of trying to get at with this story is is the fact that I, I believe 
the 49ers are making a mistake. Now, they're, they're going to get rid of him. I mean, they, they've said it too much at this point. And I know he gets hurt a lot. But right now, let's not deny the fact that as good as Brock Purdy was for those games, I don't think anybody thinks that he's going to sustain that level of play. It doesn't mean I think it's going to be a bust or anything like that. But that eight-game kind of stretch he had, a lot of it was because people didn't film on him. And a lot of it was downright because of the fact that even when they did, I mean, the roster was so good that it was better than everybody except for the Eagles. And I I think the 49ers could have beat the Eagles if Brock Purdy was healthy. But he got hurt. And then you think about Trey Lance. Well, he, you know, we got a small sample size with him, and Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. But when you think about Trey Lance, we, we don't know what he's going to be. And so the 49ers, and, and now Kyle, and now John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan have pretty much made it clear at this point through post meetings, through everything look, he's not going to be on the roster. I mean, they flat out have said it. And. This idea to me, and I'm not necessarily saying that, and, and I'm not saying this is what they're saying, but the idea that Jimmy Garoppolo is just like this, this like like plague to have on the roster, and like, and I'm not saying that's what they're saying. I'm saying like 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 a lot of people treat it like 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 people do not understand what Jimmy Garoppolo did for that roster. And if I were the 49ers, as excited as I would be about Trey Lance, and you're like, yeah, Brock Purdy played good and everything. Okay, I would I would at least I'm not saying they haven't put their time in the decision. I would at least think about the scenario in which you keep Jimmy Garoppolo and you trade either and you trade one of the other players. And I know you're like, yeah, but they gave so much to get the third overall pick. Why would they get rid of Trey Lance? And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm gonna tell you why because I know for a fact that Jimmy Garoppolo in the game equals wins. He just wins games. And you say, well, Brock Purdy won. True. But Brock Purdy had a much smaller sample size. Okay? This argument, well, anybody can win with the roster. Well, that's true to an extent. But Jimmy Garoppolo flows with the locker room. George Kittle loves him. Christian McCaffrey loves him. Everybody loves Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he meshes well with Kyle Shanahan. I think he makes the throws you need to make. And more importantly... Jimmy Garoppolo is in a weird category where, like, there are game managers, okay, and then there are elite, and then there are like quarterbacks that elevate your roster, and then anything below that, like anything below game manager, like, like they kind of hold your team back. Jimmy Garoppolo is a step in between the players that elevate your roster and the players and the game manager because he elevates the roster, but he doesn't get in the way. He doesn't. He doesn't do stuff on his own, he follows the play script, he follows what Kyle Shannon wants him to do, he, he he distributes the ball well, and he does it at an elite level. And and it drives people crazy. It doesn't, I'm telling you right now, if I was a 49ers fan, it wouldn't drive me crazy. Keep distributing that ball. Keep getting it to George Kittle. The roster is stacked. I think it's so crazy to me that they're just going to turn the other, they're just going to turn the other way and be like, yep, yeah, uh, you know, thanks for everything you did, Jimmy, but we cannot have you on this roster. It's like, it's like, you gotta be kidding me. This guy 
wins so much of his games. He outplayed Patrick Holmes in the Super Bowl for a large part of that game. And I know he missed that throw. If he makes one throw, he's a Super Bowl champion. And I'm not saying that Trey Lance won't be good at all that. But, man, you know what you have in Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and that's the thing. It's not like you know what you have and, and like, you're, you feel limited. With Jimmy Garoppolo out there with, in San Francisco roster, I truly believe that team could be anybody. The Chiefs, the Eagles, who anybody. And it's not because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Mahomes or anything like that. But he's very good with the team. He distributes the ball well. And I think to just get rid of him is a mistake in my opinion. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you very much so much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.